In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Happy March. Can you believe it? We're already in March, Chris. Where did February go? My goodness. Welcome to the No Off Days podcast. We got Chris Cato. BK is in the booth. I'm Scott Smith. That means uh, that we're about to have some madness. Can we just use this portion on the show to petition our viewers to help us create the most incredible bracket? Please, viewers. Okay. So we, you know, a couple years, what was it? Was it last year? Last year. Yeah. Was it last year? It feels like many years ago. We broke the internet. We, we, had, we broke the yeah. internet with our cereal bracket, and it was fantastic. And, of course, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they were the one seed. They dominated the tournament. Uh, but we want to now come up with a new topic, and we've, we've kind of kicked around some topics. We haven't fallen in love with anything yet. So you, the viewer at home, watching, listening, uh, we petition you. Uh, through social media, reach out to us in some fashion, show up at Chris's house, give him a good idea. Uh, but I know you've kicked around some ideas. What are, what are some things that we're kind of working through? I think what made cereal so successful last year was cereal is one of those universal things that most people eat They're or have eaten with, yeah. and all have strong opinions about. Yeah. And that's why you and I, as the committee that seeded these cereals, got such intense pushback right, from yeah, many they, people around. Yeah. Hey, hey, how hey, can yeah. yeah, how do you leave Captain Crunch as a nine seed and whatnot? So we want something that's like that, something that people most people enjoy and something that they're passionate about. Okay. Whether it's candy, snacks, um, inventions um okay you know vice presidents i don't know like give, give us something yeah. like that M music uh, local things local attractions to the tampa bay area i mean whatever it might be but uh yeah shoot us some ideas and then uh, we'll probably get our bracket show started here i would what, say if it's going to be weeks. something like like best wings the problem is you have to bring us the wings so okay. that we can yeah. sample I'm good. E each one i'm good with that okay yeah one of our good buddies makes some pretty good wings here in town maybe yeah. he can uh, come by and We'll, we'll give him and help kick off at the least competition. a two seed yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's welcome in BK into the show. Happy March, uh, Brian. Have you have you given any thought to the bracket? I, I know that it's coming back, but I mean, is there something that um, you'd like to see? Well, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, that last year's bracket was. A, I mean, that, we came out of the gates just on fire with that one. That's <laughs> oh. a tough act to follow. <laughs> At the cereal, so uh, it is. I don't know. It, there, there's a lot of interesting topics out there okay. we could come up with. Yeah. All right. What are the interesting topics we're going to be talking about today? Uh, a little bit of football today, Scott. Talk a little bit of football. And then also, have you seen these new baseball uniforms they've been wearing in spring? In particular, have you seen the pants the guys yeah. have been wearing? What we've seen and, and more importantly, probably what we're, we're seeing through. Too. Well, yeah. I'm wearing a pair of the pants right now, and you <laughs> thankfully yeah. can't yeah. see that. But, I feel um, bad for the director who's in there behind you. Keep it waist up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those are certainly uh, – those are big – a yeah. big story to be talked yeah. about for sure. People love or hate them. I don't know too many people that actually like them. But Mike Trout, I think he's the only one. Really? He, Mike Trout said he likes them. He's him. very comfortable being transparent. Being out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is transparent. Thin layer of gambardine. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also at the end of the show, we're going to talk about the – give you a little quiz. You know, we had uh, – it's leap year this year. We just had leap day this week. So we'll give you a quiz on how much you know about Leap Day and why. Why we even have it. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. Good. It's one of those things that we, we do. I mean, every four years we celebrate. We're forced to kind of celebrate. We well, don't yeah, really have a are. choice in the matter. Right. No, it's just there. It's, it's on the calendar. It's foisted upon us. And March and, has uh, to wait one more day. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, you're about to learn about it. If you can just uh, leap forward four more segments, you'll find out. <laughs> All right, very good, BK. We'll catch up with you in a little bit. If you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap that QR code on the screen, and there you can find all of our shows. Subscribe, fox13news.com slash nodpad. Before we get into uh, the the see-through uniforms and, of course, spring training baseball games are are upon us, uh, I think, you know, we got to talk a little NFL action because right now in Indianapolis, the the combine is underway. So this is where everybody kind of congregates and stories are made and deals are worked out and discussions kind of in those back rooms of the steakhouses are are hashed out, Uh, you know, and – the Bucks come out of it right out of the gates here this week uh, with some big news. I'm, I'm, this is not like a story that originated out of Indianapolis, but uh, they have released um, Shaq Barrett. Got so th- that's the big story of the day, uh, the big story of the week. And this was not something that, that surprised a lot of people. Uh, production has dipped a little bit uh, over the last couple of years, and understandably so, coming off an Achilles injury. Uh, to what extent the off-the-field personal issues that, that he and his family have been dealing with, and everybody would certainly understand that, uh, have played a role in, in the production. Who knows? But uh, he's a guy that I know this. That folks in Tampa Bay are rooting for this guy, yeah. whether it's with the Bucks or with another team. I mean, his story, Chris, is one that is really—it's incredible. He was an undrafted guy out of Colorado State. Mm-hmm. He gets picked up by the Denver Broncos. He's a backup, and finally he hits free agency. And you know, he comes to the Bucks. I think they signed him on a one-year, four million dollar kind of prove-it contract. And uh, boy, did he prove it. I he mean, did. 19 and a half sacks that first year, setting a franchise single season record. Uh, they have to franchise tag him because it's like, we have just captured lightning in a bottle. We cannot let this guy go. And then after the franchise tag, they lock him down to a hefty contract. Uh, it was what, a 40, uh, let's see. F- I, uh, what did they sign him to? It was a $68 million contract, four years. Uh, and, and he even still produced that year. I think he was a Pro Bowler that year. Of, co- of course, he was a big part of that Super Bowl defense. Um, but uh, injury caught up, and uh, and the numbers the numbers dropped a little bit. And, of course, I think the biggest thing is the Bucks have a lot of guys that they have yeah. to resign here in the offseason. Now, they do have a lot of cap space. Uh, this move frees about $5 bucks up. But, I mean, and I think they're around just shy of $50 million in cap space, uh, which is like 10th best in the NFL. But uh, they have big decisions to make. And so Shaq Barrett, unfortunately, one of those guys uh, that gets cut. Uh, but, again, we'll be rooting for him wherever he goes. Who, but who your else, thoughts on that. Uh, well, who else do you see them? Is there so, a couple more players you see them cutting or saying goodbye to to free up a little more cap space? Because, as you know, the list of people they really want to keep is um, there are five or six guys that they really want to get signed. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, in terms of cutting, um, I mean – you wonder kind of, you know, what the receiver room looks like with um, oh, Gage, like Russell Gage. Right. I'm not sure what his contract situation looks like. Um, you know, everybody else, I'm trying to think of bad contracts on the team right now. I mean, everything is pretty – I mean, they, they really overhauled that roster, you know, Chris. They had, like, one of the would oldest you, Would you think Carlton Davis, uh, they like that, him? That could be yeah. one. Again, I'd have to look at the particulars. And, again, I'm not a money guy, so I'm not sure, like – 
at, at what point is there a cost benefit of releasing the guy? You know, do you still suffer all this dead cat money instead? He's very talented, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a, I think it's really for him and Jamel Dean. It's sometimes it's like a matter of health. You know, just like can you be available for yeah. for all eighteen weeks and into the postseason? Um, but uh, those, yeah, I mean they they have they have several guys that they need to figure out. But even as it stands, I think they still are in a good situation to make a, a reasonable play for a Baker Mayfield and a Mike Evans coming out of Indianapolis. You know, Jason Light has made it known that that those are two very big priorities for this team. They they want to see Mike Evans retire a Buccaneer. And they want Baker Mayfield back. And they understand that that's going to mean that they're going to have to fork over some dough. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but I've looked at some numbers. And it seems like by the day that number's creeping for Baker, uh, like uh, like approaching $40 million. Well, the franchise value now for a quarterback is, I think, 36.3. Yeah, I don't think, think they're, can get... I don't think they're going to tag him. I think whatever whatever they do, they need to get him in a, in a contract where they can you know kind of backload the deal a little bit. But it's going to come down to whatever the guaranteed money is. I would imagine like a three or a four year contract, um, you know, but like when I see $40 million, it's, it's crazy, but like, there's like what five guys in the league that are making like average 50 million a year. Yeah. So, and you he know, did just come off the best season of his career. He had a great season. He certainly earned it. And it's really just what the market dictates. So, you know, between him and Mike Evans, which Mike, you know, he's in the 20 to $30 million a year range. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made what I think he was 16 and a half last year was the, his average salary for la, for his last season, uh, but he's going to get a pay increase. He just had a, a you know one of his best seasons right. ever as well. So and then you got to figure out what I think is the biggest piece that if you don't lock this down, and I know it's a, I know they're going to get it done, but like Antoine Winfield Jr. is I mean you're going to pay this guy top top salary. Well, too. that's the one now, you tag, right? You would think. Well, that's again, that's the the situation. You, you if you tag him, all you're doing is you're guaranteeing, and f- that money is fully 17 his. Seventeen million. Seventeen million. Yeah. You can't disperse it, and you got to come back to the negotiating table next year. But don't you where still the, have, it's going to be more money? Don't you still have though until July to work out something long? You do, term. yeah. And so that they 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 could tag him and then later negotiate. But I, I think you know, obviously, you want to get this guy into a long term deal. Yeah. And honestly, it's not like super. Con- most most of the time, you see safeties or DBs, they're signed and they get you know three four year contract. I would sign this guy to a seven year contract. Yeah. I mean, I would I would. What it would be the biggest contract ever <laughs> given to a safety ever. I would do it, and, and you could you could make them. You can kind of push the money off. He's one of those guys, like not a, not a lot of injury history. Like he takes really good care of himself. He's a guy that you're just going to build around. I think if he remains on track, he's he's going to be a Hall of Fame level. Uh, player for this team, and, and I would do the same for Worfs too. I mean, yeah. g- I, seriously, Extend strike long-term sure. contracts with if these guys. He's got an offensive tackle, a left tackle. You're that's that's like the gold standard, right? And yeah. he's young, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's uh, they have decisions to make, and again, good thing I'm not their money guy. They have some smart people in that room that, uh, what, that are going to figure it all what out. What is the what's the drop dead date on this? It's March 5th, right? Well, like. I mean, March March 13th is the start of the new league year. That's when free agency begins. That's when official contracts can be signed. Two days prior to that is the legal tampering period that opens up. Uh, You get 48 hours to kind of hash out some deals uh, prior to that, but nothing becomes official till the 13th. 
So, um, but your own guys, you could do all that stuff now. I mean, yeah. Baker is technically a buck, and so is Mike Evans. So you can start to work those deals. But the Bucks don't have the, as much leverage right now, you know? Like Yeah, and especially with Evans, they don't have yeah, any leverage. I mean, it, they've gone this far. They're going to take it into free agency and mm -hmm. see what's out there and see if someone's willing to – uh, give them an offer that they can't refuse. All right. So at the combine, you know, it's. I think that the combine is largely turned into like a, just a, a TV event. I don't know how truly valuable it is for all those that gather. They all gather. They're mm. all there in Indianapolis. They gather. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how much stock is put into it. I mean, this is again. They have dubbed it the Spandex Olympics, and everybody does these drills, and you know how much these are actually football-related drills, and what is and what isn't. It kind of gives you the basic metrics of a guy, right? Yeah. So, like how high he jumps, and what he can lift, and how fast he runs, and his start-stop, and all that. You know, which is of some value. But does it really move the needle? You know, for yeah. some guys, I feel like it does. Like last year, uh, it was, my goodness, it was the Florida quarterback. So, yeah. Oh, and Anthony then, Richards. I, yeah, Richard, yeah, Richardson. Yeah. Richardson did yeah, it. Huge. And then, you know, DK Metcalf was one of those combine guys that, like, wow, this guy's amazing. Uh, and, you know, we'll see on Richardson how much that pays off. But I just think it's largely overrated. Yeah. Um, I, I but it's know. a I, taste. I feel like for guys that went to small colleges, it could be very valuable, right? Yeah. That's where, like, we had a, a Zion McCollum that, like, set a you know, huge number in the, uh, I think it was the three-cone drill one year, and everyone was like, oh, look at this guy, you know? So I think if, I think for, like, the 40-yard dash is kind of like, you know, one of the big events people look at. I don't think there there's for a wide receiver there's too much difference in a four three five and a four four five but if someone pops a four two five you you start to get eyeballs on you or if someone drops to like a four seven five it could hurt you yeah well i mean yeah these are these are metric I, I just don't think that the scouting i don't think scouting departments in the nfl these are things that like we talk about a lot of talking heads say, oh, look at this number and check out these 40 times and who lifted what. But I, I highly doubt that NFL scouting departments are hinging any of their decisions based on what happens in the combine. These guys are so invested in the tape and what they see in terms of actual game that I think that that is like, I mean, if you had to scale it out, I, I bet it would just like not not even comparison right. there's you know? so much tape but it's, yeah there are there yeah. are metrics you know i would say if you what would you say is your most overrated event or drill at the underwear olympics overrated probably is the 40 because i think yeah. we've seen some very good players receivers and running backs run slow 40 times and it yeah. hasn't hindered them yeah what, what do you think I think so. That's probably that's probably. I mean, unless we're talking like the bench press for a receiver, right? You yeah. know, like I don't really care about yeah. maybe a little get off, but vertical usually. for the uh, interior Vert lineman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my center. Yeah. How how good's his vert? Um, yeah, I'd say forty yard down. I mean, really, a lot of guys just look at the uh, the ten yard split. So it's like the first yeah. ten yards out of your forty yard dash. That is kind of more telling. I think the most valuable. And this is not me personally. It's not the drill I like watching. I mean, I like watching, you know, 40-yard times. And I like to see the previous guys and the yeah. AI figure or whoever right. that is. You see how fast. Oh, how Lane faster. Johnson beat, right. would have beaten this running back, you know, Look, five years ago. Look, he's running faster than a yeah. cheetah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think probably 
the three cone drill is one of the most valuable uh, because that really kind of incorporates leverage and hip movement and start stop and explosiveness change direction change at high di- speed. I mean these yeah. are the I mean for a lot of positions those are huge. Sure. I would say running backs and linebackers, guys coming off the edge. Yeah, I think for edge rusher it's yeah, huge. Yeah, those are that that's a big one. Um, but you know ha- hand size. I think hand well, size. Do, do hand we get to watch? Is, do we watch the hand size measurements? No, because I would, we always I hear would watch about that. <laughs> we always hear about him, and then the quarterback with the smallest hands gets made fun of. But I, I think it's important, actually, for quarterbacks. I mean, I think you know, if you have the larger your hand, the better you're going to be able to hold on to the football. It hasn't right? hurt Joe Burrow. Remember, he said he wanted people to pray for him because of his tiny hands. It <laughs> hasn't hurt him. Again, we always uh, recognize Dave Craig. You know, one of the great quarterbacks with the smallest hands. Yeah, he had those. We always uh, talked about. Little baby hands, yeah. I think you know for quarterbacks, what's most important is the interview, right? I mean, that's it's important, yeah. That's where you get to meet with team personnel, and they get to see how this guy is going to handle meetings. Uh, you have to show strong leadership and the ability to kind of own the room, and also can he handle the mental grind? Yeah, I think that's what's important for quarterbacks. A lot of them aren't even. I was looking. Uh, a lot of these guys aren't throw. Caleb Williams not throwing. Um, uh, who's the LSU quarterback coming out? Um, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, probably both in the top ten, right? Both those guys taken in the top ten. Yeah. Not good. not they throwing. Could. Michael Penix and Bo Nix are throwing. And see, I kind of think that is more important for some of those quarterbacks that are trying to make an impression and get into the first round like Anthony Richardson did last year. Yeah. I think that the medical is huge, especially with a player like Michael Penix, Penix yeah. a guy that's had both ACLs uh, operated on. I, that ties a record, I think. He's had yeah. both done. And a shoulder, um, you know, I, I think that's huge for a player like that. Those medical th- evaluations are really I think important. you're hitting on maybe one of the biggest things, and that is the medical, because these guys are fully examined. They're poked, they're prodded. You know, they visit with ortho doctors, and, you know, they're under the lights. So I think that's a, that's a huge part, right? Everything's disclosed and, and how that body's holding up. Um, in our industry, Chris, if there was like a, like a TV <laughs> news combine, what are events do you think that should be in it? Oh, man. Well, back in the day, you know, the 40 might have been important because there was a time when, not to sound like Captain Dinosaur here, but you had to run a tape, you know, from your edit bay right. uh, yeah. into the into like PCR, into the though. control room, yeah. you know, and you didn't, you had to sometimes, you know, dodge around an intern, you know, and you had, coming around had to hit corn. a spin spin move around, you know, a, um, a camera operator. But um, I think, well, for what we do here in Florida, if you're a young reporter and I'm evaluating you at the combine, I want to see you in an 80 mile per hour wind tunnel and see how you handle the hurricane reporting gotcha. drill. Okay. Like, can you stand there in the face of an 80, 85 mile per with hour the, wind? With the cheeks flapping. You're maybe holding on to some type of road sign or something yeah. and just deliver that report with chaos going on around you. Yeah. I think that would be entertaining and important. That's Those are very important. Um, you know, in, in the sports world, Similar. There's some similarities. I mean, I would say give me like a 20-yard uh, speed walk mm-hmm. while tying your tie and not, not looking. That's right? important. So I don't know how many times I've gotten the call, hey, like, Scott, we need you out on set. And I, I can't really sprint. I can't run because I, I will trip <laughs> and I'll fall and break a tooth or something. But I'm going to have to speed walk, and i got to tie my tie while I'm not looking at it. And you do that very well, by so, the way. Yeah, well, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of practices, so that's one of them. Uh, I would say in when you're in a scrum, which is a group of reporters, and you're interviewing somebody, it's the uh, it's the scrum mic hold. Yep. 
So you you have to, you have to hold the microphone out and you have to extend your arm. And I know this doesn't seem very difficult, but just at home, play play along at home. Yeah, okay? try it and try to just hold it. Just grab something for, that weighs mm-hmm. about two two and a half pounds. Yeah, and just hold it up like that and see how long you can hold it up without wanting to drop it and regain and hold. This is another move. And then well, you yeah, switch, yeah. you switch to and the it other side. It might be your, your smartphone if you're a newspaper reporter yeah. and you're recording them like yeah. this. No, and you've been in these scrums. It's been a while since I was my own videographer, but if it's a big scrum and you're stuck in the back, you've got to get that camera up there oh, like yeah. this. Yeah, the, now, the camera lift. That. Yeah. yeah, and those cameras. That's, like the, to, that's a press, yeah. like a camera press. you got to have that. Um, I would say a light stare. You know, like you have to be able to like go into a dark room and then all of a sudden like – like a light just shines right in your eye and you have to stare right into it, right? This is good for Florida, right? How many times have you had to do a live report and the sun is is blasting you in the face or your photographer is hitting you with their light kit? Yeah. And, and you, you just have, to, have to stare. It's like staring into the sun without blinking. You can't. My I, retina is not being burned wanna, right now. I got to see. Is, this is normal. Yeah. yeah same I, thing. You want to be able to control a crowd, too. You're covering like a rowdy spring break scene down here on one of these yeah. local beaches. You know, there are people with no clothes on no. over here. And, and you got to be coherent. And, yeah. You got to have remain eye contact on the camera. But you have, you know, there's a lot of intoxication going around. There's people that are, you know, swearing in your face and bumping into you. Like, you have to maintain composure. These are events. These, These are the, the TV, yes. the, the local TV combine events. It's going to be big. I think it could be coming. And you will also wear spandex while you do this, yeah. just for these events. <laughs> Without question. All right, speaking of spandex, is George Costanza running the uniform department <laughs> in Major League Baseball? Let's make out of cotton. Yes, the, the material used this spring is the talk of the town, so breathable it's see-through, and we'll discuss it on the other side. Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast, and if you are tuning in via television, you can see that our, my my co-host here has had a wardrobe change. Yes, and look at uh, me. Look at him; he's wearing his I new Rays uniform. Very Rays nice. He's, he's showing it off. Cato, twenty-three. Okay. Got my name and blazon on the back what's, here. What position do you play there, Cato? Well, I'm a middle reliever. Okay. All I right. sit there and wait on the call in the nice. bullpen. You know what? And, Play with my and rosin you, back. And you could see, you could see all of his chest hair through this jersey too. Well, see, I no. wore I wore a t-shirt underneath this just in case. Now, is this the same uniform, no. the same jersey no, manufacturer? No, this is not the one that is being like besmirched all over the okay. the nation now. This is last year's model. Okay. Made yeah. by Nike. Uh where's the swoosh? There it is. Uh yeah, des- that, designed right. by Nike, made by Fanatics, but they changed the material for this year and that's what's causing all of this yes. ruckus. Yes. Has. So if it doesn't, you know, if you just search on on Google, you know, MLB uniforms, you're going to see a lot of uh, blurred images because there's the pants. The, that's part of the issue. It's not just the jersey up top. It's the the pants are see through. But the the folks at Nike and Fanatics have said this is the same material. Like it's the same thickness, same material. The only material jersey, the only material switch was the jersey. This jersey. The no, wait, I they said the pants. I thought Nike said this is a new performance material. That, the, the, that's just the for the jersey. Is, okay. But the pants they maintain is the same thickness and material as the other one. 
and that's why people are scratching their heads. They're like, I, I don't understand because we, now we can see this guy's underwear. Like, you know, Shohei Otani signs a, a bazillion dollar contract with the Dodgers and his first picture. He's like, oh, nice box of reefs, dude. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could see it's just clunky. You could see the jersey tucked in. So the whole point was that this offseason, there was complaints that the the uniform was not quite breathable enough, right. you know, uh, mm-hmm. much like uh, an undertaking that George Costanza would have taken, you know, like polyester. How about a, a more of natural fiber, you know, get cotton, uh, something that's more breathable. So, you know, what they did was they went to this new kind of technology. I don't know what, what the material exactly is, uh, but it's supposed to be more breathable. It's supposed to be sheer in the harsh lights uh and so it's supposed to like help in terms of like i don't know it, if it's, it's super made of hot polyurethane yeah, yeah. yeah okay it so, wicks so moisture it does all that stuff yeah. yeah yeah so people were complaining about getting too too hot so they tried to engineer to fix it but now you can see through their outfits and it's not great and then on top of that see yours looks good but uh, they also did some yeah, like lettering, lettering changes on the uh, back smaller right and the the nameplate is smaller yeah and they but, say, it does but, look cheap like yeah, because they, they don't do, like, the same level of, like, stitching. So, you know, when you wear those, like, really authentic jerseys, like you have, uh, other than the, the last name on the back of it, um, <laughs> you know, it, it would, like, the letters are thick, and they're, you yeah. know, it's like a different texture. It looks like something you'd pay a lot of money for. Now it looks like now something. Now you'll pay a lot of money, but it just will look. <laughs> it looks like something your softball yeah, league would yeah, have would it, have bought, like at the local Dicks and had so, them do it. Yeah, this is the big story. I mean, obviously they have to they have to correct it, right? I, I mean, are, we're not going to yeah. go a full baseball season with see No, pants. I think with the Players Association, there are talks now to get this finished, fixed before opening day starts. But it's funny because some of these teams are having to wear, not only did they make these terrible pants, they didn't give them enough pants. And so you had the Padres the other day wearing their old pants for their spring training game because they had only given, you know, each player like one pair. So it just seems like it was poorly managed. And I read that Nike said with the pant, one thing they did different instead of trying to kind of uh, custom... Uh, customize, you know, different sizes for different body types. They basically um, put every, they scanned every MLB player's body, which okay. sounds invasive. And then they created four, they called these buckets, uh, four buckets of body types. Oh boy. And so you've got to fit into yeah. one of these four. <laughs> Where do you find out what bucket you fit four into? Four buckets of body types. Oh, and, and potato, that's what, what does you, that mean? You know, some of these are baggy, some of these are ill-fitting. And yeah. as you pointed out, yes, yeah, some of them are, are extremely transparent. I don't, is it just the white uniforms that people are seeing through? Because that's what's going around social media, but. Uh, have, I don't know. I, I mean, th- the white ones are the ones that we're seeing, right? So, um, yeah, I have not seen a darker uniform, but then again, I think most spring training uniforms are, are, are a lot of colors. So, yeah. yeah. Have you heard the Rays, have the Rays complained about any of their, does Randy, is Randy a fit into his? He's, <laughs> he come back, well, he, he does, came he back has, quite a bit larger. Right, yeah, it's, it's breathable and it's expanding. Uh, especially around the the sleeves. No, I yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen with the, if the Rays are having see through uniform issues as well. Uh, it's just yeah, it's not a good look. Um, but you would think if there's one one area that like Major League Baseball would have this thing locked down would be like uniforms and, and jerseys and like is there not a guy that like tried that on before it went out? You know what I mean? Or, like, or is this some brilliant marketing plan and we're all kind of being roped in here because there's going to be an audience waiting to see, hey, can I see, uh, you know, what Bryce Harper looks like below the belt or something <laughs> like that? I, I'm just saying, like, you know, you want to draw in some more 
I, I I wouldn't put it past yes, I wouldn't put it past anybody to do that, but it's also I think your product is taking a bit of, big of a bit of a hit, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Fanatics as a brand has kind of had its name kind of dragged to the mud a little bit. Uh, Nike is probably impervious to it. Uh, honestly, they're just too big of a brand to fail at this point. It seems like, but yeah, no, you might you might be onto something. And I kind of had my suspicions too that maybe this is all just a ploy, especially since certain people took pictures and clearly they were not wearing any undergarments under their pants, and they actually had to blur stuff out. So I'm like, okay, they're doing this intentionally, right? Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. They're trying to get clicks. Uh, speaking of your boy Bryce Harper, so this guy he signed a 13 year, 330 million contract back in what 2019 yeah which was big back then it was and and in in four short years five years five years ago like now it's now there's a guy named Shohei Otani that makes as much as you know many GDPs of of countries so so at this point even though he has eight years and 200 million dollars left on his contract he he's making it known that he wants to play into his 40s this contract would take him through to, I think, through his 38th season. So uh, they're trying, his agent, super agent, Scott Boris, is like trying to figure out, can we get a seat at the table and renegotiate this contract with the Phillies? I don't want to leave. He I love it he here. He wants to retire a Philly. I, I want to retire a Philly. In this jersey, but not this jersey. But here's the thing that kills, here's the thing that kills me. Like, it's, again, this article that I read, it was a matter of, not that, you know, Bryce doesn't have really... He doesn't hold the cards here, right? He has this no is, leverage. This, he has no leverage. Philly signed him to this. But what he could do is become a bad soldier, right? Like, he could become someone that is not really happy, and, and maybe he's going to force the issue in other subtle ways or not so subtle ways. I don't know that he would do that. I, I highly doubt that he would. But here's the thing. they In the article they wrote, it becomes a matter of respect. This is the thing. This term, it annoys me so much. You signed a contract that was as respectful as could possibly be. They showed their respect to you by signing you to an unprecedented $330 million 13-year contract to make you a Philly for life. That was the intention, and how much more respect could they show? But now you have to keep up. Now we have to pay. We have to renegotiate. We have to tear up contracts because you're not as highly paid as someone that came that signed their contract a couple years later. Yes, like th- you th- do. No, that is that is utterly ridiculous. I'm sorry. What is the point of a contract? That's the world we live in. If but if a player doesn't fulfill, if they don't live up to what they're making, but he has. If a player doesn't live up to what they're making, if if Bryce gets injured this next season, it's all guaranteed. All $330 million is guaranteed. If his production falls off, if the dude wants to play until he's 40 years old and he's not as productive. They moved him to first base. But he still gets all of that money. Would the respectful thing to say, look, I'm going to give some of this back because I really, you guys signed me to be a performer that plays at this level and I'm not performing at that. Would, would he give it back? Of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. Nor, nor would I, should they. But like you signed a contract fulfill the contract like if you don't if you are so short-sighted to say you know what in five years i'm going to probably have to renegotiate this because uh, you know i'm going to be the 24th highest paid player in the league and i'm uh, 29th and do you you believe do you believe there are 28 players position players better than bryce harper it doesn't it's irrelevant i think completely irrelevant i think if i were him i would do the same thing i won't look these astro- the economic then change. don't sign a 13 year contract dude like that's that's the easy that's the fix Scott, the Scotty Pippen like, lesson right 
sign a shorter term deal because you know that whatever you sign now, if if he wants to sit there and say, okay, fine. Phillies are going to renegotiate with with Bryce. We're going to bring, seat at the table. We're going to give you five hundred million, and we'll extend you for another ten years. All right. So now you're playing till you're forty, and you're making five hundred million. That's fifty million dollars a year. Am I correct? Is my math good on that? I believe so. Okay. In three years, he's going to be the twentieth highest paid player in baseball. I mean, it's it's, it's always going to be that way. And so is it a matter of disrespect that we once had you paid X number of dollars and because time, in in time, obviously values go up. You're, and he's a reason why they went up. Yes. He was a reason why. His contract helped be a stepping stone for somebody else. You can't always be – you can't lock in forever and have total security in your contract and have that be a big piece and then also be the highest paid guy. If you do, then you got to make that a part of your contract. You have to say, you know what? I'm going to have opt-outs in my contract. But what did he do? He said he no opt-outs. That yeah, that's he the didn't problem. Wanna, he that's didn't want to do an opt-out in his no contract. Yeah. So he, but in he that didn't way, use he was the leverage. Making, he was making a commitment by saying no opt-outs. Was he, was he making when a commitment? you say no opt-outs. Okay. That, I like that word. Commitment's yes. a great word. If you make a commitment, honor the commitment. And if right? I'm telling you I'm a Philly for life, then I'm doing that by saying no opt-outs. And I would like to know that if I come back to you and say, hey, I'd like some more money, you're not going to hold that over my head. No, like, I won't hold wrong, it over your head. But what I'll say is, what's wrong with asking? What I'll, what I'll say is, hey, Listen. hey, thanks for coming in. It's great to see you, Bryce. Thanks for coming into the office. Uh, we should do this more often. You want to get some coffee sometime? Great. Now come back to me when it comes to your contract. Come back to me in eight years. When you're 38 years old, and the contract is coming to an end, we'll discuss it. And we'll say, you know what? Maybe we will make you a Philly for life. And maybe we'll sign you for another 10 years. Hmm. How about how great would that You're be? You're very condescending as a general manager. No. It, no. <laughs> if, I, there's nothing the wrong with him. The whole idea is condescending. Wrong, there's nothing wrong with him asking and saying, look. And I don't think, I hope this is how it plays out. I don't think he's going to become a cancer if he doesn't, if they want. No, I, I don't think I don't he would. Believe, I don't think he would be. I believe when he, sh- like, if this is a time where everyone wants opt-outs. And he said, no, I want, I want to be a Philly for life. I no, don't think this there's is, anything this is wrong. This- with asking and, and saying, look, do you really think I'm the 29th most valuable player in MLB? No, the economics have changed. I do think there's something wrong with asking. was five years no, ago. I do think there there's something. There was a pandemic. Wrong. Look at inflation now. Is your money worth what it was in 2019? <laughs> no, it's not. You're uniform- right. Well, you're- me and Bryce are in a no, just, slightly it, different situation. But it translates across all areas. Your uniform, my uniform is now transparent. Yeah. I got to play. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I mean, how, I got to buy more pants expect, now. <laughs> how can you expect Bryce to live off 330 million? It's crazy. I, I realize that. No, my point is, is that what's I, I don't think it's it, it's OK to ask, because I think when you do that in his situation, he's not just asking. This is an article. This is something that has gone public. His agent has brought this out. Like, this is something that is an issue now, and it becomes an issue. It's not just a private conversation. It's not Bryce. I don't think it's an issue yet. No, this is how it starts. Do you understand? Did, did Every Bri- contract negotiation did, did starts others, did with other a little Did stars leak, come to Philadelphia story. because Bryce Harper was there? Sure. Did they? Okay. I, there's value in that, too. I'm not saying he has no value. He has enormous value. I think Bryce is a great player. I'm saying you signed a contract. Let's live out the contract. Let's. Let, you, it's not. Not everything is a sign of disrespect. If you are all of a sudden aren't the highest paid player in the league, it's not a matter of disrespect that somebody else is making more money. Did he use the word com- disrespect? Are you putting words in Bryce's mouth? The article said it. You in this article. I didn't say it. Yeah. You in the, the article said <laughs> it. You in this article. 
but that's the but that's their that's what they're saying. That's the point, right? It's a matter of like showing respect to Bryce because of what he did and the deal he took. My point is, just live out the contract or don't sign a 13-year contract. It, if you want to bet on yourself and you want to always make sure that you're on top of the payroll in the league, then you got to make sure you always perform and sign four-year deals, sign three-year deals, or sign one-year deals. Oh, okay. I uh-huh. think I think his agent failed him in this, really. No, not yeah. Scott Morris. Him, yeah, that guy's never gonna what, make it. What's right? he doing? <laughs> Coming up on the other side of the No Off Days podcast, Cam Newton uh, probably hadn't faced a rush like this in many years, but the former NFL quarterback goes viral for a melee at a youth football Mm. event that he was hosting, making the jokers that attacked him look like mere mortals. Chris, stay with us not, and pod continues after this. Should I leave the uniform on? Uh, Yeah. I can see right through it anyway. Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast. Chris, you know, it's a sign of the fall of our civilization. Uh, these fights that ensue at youth sporting events, it always seems to happen. And you know what? We have these role models in place that are supposed to show us a better standard, a higher standard. But it's always the dads, right? It's always the dads or former professional NFL quarterbacks like <laughs> Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so Cam Newton, obviously the video has gone viral. He's, he's hosting his own seven-on-seven tournament. And uh, he gets into it. There's not a whole lot of context in the video leading up to it, uh, but there's these guys that come and attack him, and it's multiple guys coming at, at once. And um, the, apparently these guys are are coaches. Yes. Uh, Seven-on-seven coaches. They actually said that, uh, that it was Newton that instigated it. They used um, to work for they his. They used to work for him. Yeah, but now they're coaching a different squad. Yeah, the yeah. guy's claiming, you know, hey, what actually happened was the cam attacked me. He started choking my guy. He grabbed I had to my come jacket. Over and hit yeah. him. You know, and, and I think the big takeaway here is that uh, Cam Newton is 6'5 and 250-some-odd pounds, whatever it is, <laughs> and even while, while wearing a silly hat, uh, he was able to dismantle <laughs> these people. He manhandles them. Uh, I mean, at the same time, this was like Robin Ventura levels of regret uh, when he charged uh, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> like th- It was like, what are we into? Oh, no. <laughs> then he just grabs one of them by the back of the head and the backpack, and he's slinging guys around, and I don't know that anybody got a clean lick on him. Uh, it was impressive. Now, Cam could be totally wrong in this. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the story is. I don't think I don't Cam has really put happened. out a statement. Has not, it? Not, not, not yet. Yeah. I think he's letting the video speak for itself. This is probably a, a great uh, promotional tool for his, his podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I was just like, wow, that is impressive. I, he is a big dude. We all knew that. But standing next to these mere mortals, you know, like Cam's a couple years removed from playing. Right. And he's clearly still got Oh, it. man. Like, yeah, so he and I know people have seen the video, but it's just incredible. He's got one guy in a headlock, and he's throwing another one like he's a toddler, and just shoving him off. And then he's, you know, pushing another. It looked like one of the funniest like reactions on social media I saw was this was what Cam Newton uh, did at Auburn to win a national championship. Yeah, it right. was him versus eleven guys yeah, every yeah. Saturday. I'm not right? sure they had many pieces outside of him. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, he he's always his best uh, his best offensive lineman, I think. But yeah, man. He still got it. I feel I mean, like he's still a young man. But I, I remember the first time, I, and maybe the only time I can ever recall seeing Cam Newton face to face. I was working in Phoenix at the time. His Auburn Tigers were playing the Oregon Ducks in the national championship. I went to one of the Auburn practices, and I'm standing outside the gate, and the team is like rolling into the field for practice, and I see Cam Newton, and I had no idea like how big this guy was. Yeah. He was he was. 
the most built, biggest guy on that team. I mean, there was offensive linemen that were had bigger stature, bigger bigger guts, but like he was built like a defensive end. He's like, a freak. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's Giannis, so he I still feel has like, it. too. I think the wizard hat he wears gives yeah, him powers, him extra powers. Like, yeah, I feel like that's his. Like it's almost like in the Old Testament, Samson's hair. Like if someone could get the wizard hat off, they might could defeat him. But you got to get <laughs> his that hair was hat like off. coming out of it. It was. Yeah, I know it's hard yeah, to take it, was, it off. I know. You got to get it off got to find a way uh, so you know i think it begs the question like of all nfl quarterbacks like past present um who who is like the person that you probably least want to have a melee with like yeah. cam newton i mean dude's big i mean when it comes to pound for pound like you probably don't want to step in the ring with him and i think that that was the video's clear evidence but is there are there other guys that you would um i'd hate to say mount rushmore because we did this last year but <laughs> But a list of, of guys that you think would be – it would be a fool's errand to to make an attempt. Yeah. At well, for me personally, being weak and, uh, you know, older, I think it would be foolish to attack for any anybody. Them, for, yeah. for anybody. I was trying to think of current quarterbacks I wouldn't want to mess with. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably has old man strength. Like he, and, he does. You know, he probably knows some weird, like, martial arts or something. Uh, in, yeah, in, he's probably a judo guy. Yeah, he yeah, could use hurt you your body way. force against you. Yes. I don't know that there are many current quarterbacks where I say I would not want to mess with that. I think we raise softer. We raise softer people these days. In no, that is in generally true. You know, yeah. I think just going back a few years, just Big Ben, he's obviously big. He's Big Ben. I wouldn't want to mess with him. I think you had yeah, guys. He's slippery, like, too. You yeah, know yes. I mean? Yeah, they couldn't get him uh, on any charges back in the day. And oh. I I think, uh, I think also you've got like Donovan McNabb was a big dude. Yeah, want to yeah, mess with yeah. him. Tough, tough to uh, bring down. And one of like the punchlines of NFL like draft picks is Jamarcus Russell, but I would not want to mess with that guy either. Yeah, but he might quit on you. So that, I mean, that's yeah, the thing. You might be able to beat him like long term. If it goes more than one one round, I think you might have. Yeah, him. Just run I, away from him. Yeah. I mean, I think like Brett Favre is probably top of my list. Like that dude, just I mean, you talk about like country strength. Like, this guy is yeah. just grizzled. Like, he has taken so many licks. And I, his hands, have you ever seen the guy's hands? I mean, they're just giant stone hands. Big mitts. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think he, like, he would put a wall up on you. Uh, Andrew Luck is one of those oh, guys. He's, he's guy. kind of like, yeah. he's got the crazy in his eye. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's certain people, like, they may not look physically intimidating, but they just have a look about him like, like you're capable of something. <laughs> Much like the look you're giving me right now, like Popeye. Um, Eat my spinach. I would say, you know, Tim Tebow is jacked. Yeah. His, his post not a, Not a real quarterback, though. But <laughs> still jacked. Uh, he's as much a quarterback as Cam Newton. Brian liked say. that one. He yeah. chuckled over there. Uh, he's, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's built like a, um, yeah, a bodybuilder now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, George Blanda, yeah. you know, just old school. Like, like yeah. I mean, dude, he hung on to the NFL dream. Almost until 50 years old. Just kept kicking, right? Like, After, okay. like kicking, yeah. but punching, fighting. He'll do anything. Yeah. And he and he never looked younger than about 73. Like, he, exactly. always, he always looked that age. He was just kind of – they raised him differently. And then I, I have one – this is my Dark Horse pick. Uh, Eddie LeBaron. I don't know if was you're familiar. He, Eddie no, LeBaron. Please tell us about Eddie. Eddie LeBaron, uh, he was 5'7", 160 pounds. Oh, uh, little he, Rudy. He played for the Washington football franchise. Uh, he was a rookie of the year back in uh, 1952. Uh, this guy also was a Marine. Okay. okay. Is a Marine. He's no longer with us, but uh, fought in the Korean War. Definitely wouldn't want to mess Bronze with him. Bronze star. But. 
I mean, the guy's just tough as nails. Look at a picture of him. Okay. Look at look at a picture of Eddie LeBaron and tell me this guy is not winning whatever type of scrap Doing he gets it right into. Now, calling I mean, up it, Eddie. like there was doubters. They said Eddie is he's too slight. He's too small. He'll he'll never make it. But Eddie LeBaron. Uh, Eddie Wayne, Edward Wayne. Le- oh yeah. Yeah. He look was, at that guy. Oh my. Yeah, like, he was you, small. You can't mess with that guy. But yeah, I see the picture from his, yeah. uh, his service days here. Yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. I have number one on my list of guys I would not mess with. Quarterbacks. Also old school is Johnny Unitas. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Unitas yeah. played the 1958 championship with three broken ribs in the fourth quarter. He broke his nose during a game and and packed it with mud so that he could. So it would stop bleeding. Mm. He packed and he kept no mud packs. Scott, they had their face masks were two bars. Yeah. They had two. They had a bar and a bar, and so a fist would easily fit. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. I would not mess with those guys. No, he had a good jaw, you know, and that's what that's what you look for. But I I almost worry that like, like uh, what are the what are the defenses there? I mean, his defense. He, yeah, I mean, he's he, just he, three broken ribs he, and a broken mouth. You know, it's like uh, he's good. Maybe at t- you need to. He's good at taking well, counterpunch. No, no, you know? no, look, there was no such thing as roughing the quarterback back then, right? <laughs> Have you seen some of the film of like some of these guys, like Fran Tarkenton, and oh, like, I know they it would was just brutal. get stomped like like Sarge used to stomp Beetle Bailey, and, yeah. and there was no flag or anything. Yeah. yeah, broken ribs were just part of a day's work. Yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, Johnny Unitas at a seven on seven tournament. Those guys come at him. Johnny Look versus out. Cam. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna, he'll bite some kneecaps all Dan Campbell, I think for sure. <laughs> all right, coming up on the other side, uh, we are celebrating a, a le- is it a celebration type of thing? Sure, we're always looking for a reason to celebrate. Leap year, <laughs> leap year is upon us. It came out of nowhere. It just kind of leapt upon the scene, and uh, there we go. So, what does that mean for all of us, and what do we actually know about leap year? Uh, BK is gonna give us a, a leap year quiz on the other side. Yay! All right, stay with us. The Nod Pod rolls on after this. I will take the jersey off now. I'm telling you, Eddie LeBaron, he was he was as fierce as they come. Anytime you see a quarterback fierce wearing number 40, that's a guy you don't want to mess yeah, with. It could be a linebacker, could be a quarterback. Oh, he's throwing the ball! Oh. <laughs> ah, and he's biting somebody. All right, well, let's welcome BK back in to the No Off Days podcast. Uh, BK, I don't know if you've watched this at all throughout the show. We've had some fantastic, fantastic jib work. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Some of our best yeah. jibbing. Our jib, our jib operator right here is Honest Game. Um, anyway, so you teased off the top of the show that we're going to do a quiz. We always like a good quiz. Uh, some of us kind of, you know, don't really grade as well on, on I haven't day. studied ahead of time. Okay. okay. Right. You haven't. You right. haven't been prepped at all. Huh? So this is about leap year, right? Leap year, yeah. Because I, I started looking up, like, why we even have this goofy thing. You yeah. know, an extra day, and it's in the shortest month, everything like that. So I started February looking up. February 29th. Yeah, exactly. Good. All right. That's that's one question. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was going to give you some questions, and then you answer. You tell me what you know what you know about leap year, and see we'll see how much you know. Wait, can right. you? And this may be one of the questions. Can you tell us why we? Because I forget. Why do we have? It leap, is one leap of the game? questions. You'll okay. learn. So this will be okay. not only an informative but educational. Perfect. You want to start? I'll start off with an easy one here. Yeah. Which animal is the symbol of the leap year? Now, I don't know if this is an official symbol, but it's the kind of a designated symbol. Is it the frog, the rabbit, the kangaroo, or the lemur? Okay. Um, well, I, I don't know that lemurs are big leapers. I mean, to me, the best leaper in the animal kingdom is the rabbit. I mean, that's kind of what they're known for, and they're known for going fast. And that's, uh, I guess that's what you do. Lemurs are good leapers. Though. Are they? Yeah, and they also like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You remember King Louis in Madagascar? Sorry, I missed that one. And yeah. so maybe he wants us to move our calendars. I, I think right. it's a frog. I think it's a frog. Okay. Good. Let's see what the answer is there. 
And the answer is boom frog. Ah. All right, good job, Cato. All right, I'm done with this test. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump to the next one, and this one Cato was asking about. Leap year was invented to A, reset the Earth's revolutionary time, or revolution time, B, accommodate the Earth's slowing rotation time, C, recalculate the fluctuations in the Earth's magnetic field and its effects on devices. Wow. Yeah. Or D, reset the time for each hemisphere since one, the northern hemisphere, spins faster than the southern hemisphere. So which is it? Oh. Wow. Gosh. Uh, they, can I take all of the above? Um, to reset the Earth's revolution time, I don't even know what that means. Is revolu the revolution upon us? <laughs> the revolution is yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the... See, now, A, B, and D all seem similar to me. Mm -hmm. And how is it possible that, that, that the hemispheres... Um, Rotate at they different need to speeds. Up. Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, that Western hemisphere is out of whack again. Let's <laughs> gotta add a date to the calendar. It's always moving so slow. <laughs> uh, we're all attached to the same ball here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna say accommodate the Earth's, uh, whatever that says, slowing rotation time. Okay. And I'm thinking the science behind that would be we need to, the Earth's slowing rotation. So we can, I don't know. That doesn't make any logistical sense. We need to add another day because of that? Well, because it, it, it doesn't move quite fast enough. So they add another day and then, yeah. Okay. Because if it, eventually what would happen is that like our, our seasons would be out of wax. Oh, right. Out we would wax. have winter and, and out the of summer. Yeah. Uh, except on the southern hemisphere, they would have summer and winter. I'll say A. I don't, I, and first of all, I need glasses, clearly. <laughs> but I'll say A. Reset the Earth's revolution time. Scott was almost stony. You almost got around it, Scott. The answer is A. The well, see, now I don't understand the difference between those two answers. Come on, Scott. That's, that's the revolution time. The revolution and the is the time the Earth goes around well, the sun. Well, we need 365 days to go around the sun. So you're yes. telling us every four years we haven't quite made that full trip, so we have to add 24 more hours. Not quite. Not quite. It actually takes 365 days plus six hours oh. to make one complete trip around the sun. All right. So every four years... Six plus six plus six plus six is 24, 24. hours. So you got to add it up. And if you didn't add it up, they said the seasons would get out of whack, as Scott was saying. Eventually. Eventually, you would have yeah. All these so leftover, like, yeah, like carry the remainder. Mm. Yeah, and you've got all these. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Well, huh? I think I got the heart of it. You okay. did. I think no, I should a, get a, cre a partial credit, a partial even credit. I didn't yeah, understand the answers. Yeah. And, and I've learned that the Earth rotates around the sun now. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. That's news to me. <laughs> the Earth re revolves around the sun. Rotate is what the Earth spins. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. right. Uh, cool. Okay, gotcha. All right, how about another one? Here we go. Let's see. People that are born on February 29th are, are known as lapellers, leapers, <laughs> quadrennials, or calendarias. If you're born on February 29th, you're known as one of those three. Wasn't there a pitcher with the last name Candelarius? There uh, was a John pitcher. Candelarius. Yeah. 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 Maybe he was born on a leap year. Can we check that? Uh, no. I want to say leapers. I want to go B. I, I think it's C quadrennials. Oh, Once yeah, every four years, they get to have a birthday, which is kind of sad for them. What you said? Huh. Good God. Let's see. The answer is Leapers. Yay! All right. Leapers. No, do we know any leapers? Uh, well, I'm something of a leaper. <laughs> oh. 
I'm well, a bit of a leaper. What do you mean? You're, well, my, my work anniversary here at Fox 13 is February 29th. Oh, so yeah. you've only been here four two years, years then. No, two years. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, so you shouldn't have hit your current salary threshold no, that you're at. No, I know. I, I should be like Bryce Harper. I need to demand a seat at the table. <laughs> well, I think I'm they, being shown disrespect. They need to knock you back, actually. They're <laughs> yeah. paying you what a All guy right, that's I don't have to okay. uh, cut the guy's mic. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, how about this one? This is my favorite question of all of them. Which is true about February 29th? The moon is always blue on that night. B, prisoners that have a one-year sentence during a leap year have that day commuted. So that's taken off their sentence. That seems fair. C, employees do not get paid for that day. Seems unfair. D, instead of a day, originally a one-day extra month was created for the leap day. So which of those facts is actually true? Instead of a day, hang on. Instead of a day, originally a one-day extra month. Yeah, it was some crazy. Well, I'm oh, okay. So the whole month is just one day. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go B. I, I, I'm. I, I, B is my answer for every question that you ask. So I, I'm going B again. I Prisoners. don't know why we would commute a day of their sentence. I mean, you 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 got to do the time, right? You're if you have seven years in prison, one of those years is gonna fall during a leap year. So I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah, but I, but it's years, right? So if you're adding an extra year, you're add, an no, extra you're adding day an extra my, day. Well, maybe 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 day. they define a year as 365 days. Well, not 365 plus six hours. I haven't been in prison. I imagine that the day could feel like three. Well, you just hang on. Okay, I've seen your gambling sheet. <laughs> you better look out, bud. Hey, we're legal in Florida here now. Um, I'm going to say it's D. That sounds crazy enough to be true that it, at some point there was like a, an Egyptian calendar or something where they said, well, what do we do with this extra day? I don't know. Let's invent another month. And then it, month. Yeah, it really yeah. threw things off because, yeah. you know, then you were writing like, a check. I'm loving this month. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's see what the answer is. The answer is C. Employees what? technically do not get paid for that day. Because yes. So wait a minute. If I'm so angry. Have right I now. not been since that's my anniversary date here? Have I not been paid this entire time? Oh my I mean, gosh! You were kind of hitting around it with this the prisoner sentence that you if you're a, it's only salary employees you're paid for 365 days. Yeah. But there's 366 days in this year. Yeah. So technically, you're not getting paid for February 29th. We got to fix wow. this. How about that? You really are like Bryce Harper yeah. now. I, I had a feeling when they said, look, we need to sign this contract, Scott, on February 29th. <laughs> this is the day to do it. No, no, no. This is the best day. It's the best. It's not just the <laughs> We've day. We signed it's every other day. employee's yeah, contract yeah. on this day. Right here. You got to do it, please. Okay. All right. Last one here. He turned his back to us. I know. <laughs> no, I know. Sorry, I got to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of these things, well, all but one of these things happened on February 29th. A, WTVT first goes on the air. B, St. Petersburg becomes a city. C, Gone with the Wind wins the Academy Award. D, kind of fitting today, baseball signs its first $200,000 player. All but one of those things happened on February 29th. Really? Yes. Well, that means St. Pete, if this is true, St. Pete isn't as old as we thought. It's a leaper. St. Pete's a leaper. Uh, man. Um, I could see the Academy Award thing happening. Um, is that, because I, don't, I have no those idea. Kind of is fall, that coming up? Yeah. Is those, that? yeah. Well, back in the day, I think it happened earlier okay, in the year. Gotcha. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Isn't it called an Oscar, though, and not an Academy Award? 
Yeah, it's all the same. That'd be nice to be all the same. I was trying to find a loophole. A loophole. Yeah. Found a loophole. <laughs> Can't get it past me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say uh, A is is the one thing that is not true. That that was not the first. I, I will agree with my oh, colleague yeah. here, my Leaper colleague, because I've walked past this placard in the hallway sometimes, oh, really? and I've read a date before, and I don't recall it being a February 20th. I think it was like April 1st. It was it was a holiday, but it wasn't Leap Day. And it was the day that, that we first went on air? Yes. Okay. All right, let's see what the answer is. Please let us be right about the place we work. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, we are. Oh, we were right. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. WTVT did go on the air April first. Good job, Boom. Kato. April first. Yeah. Okay. So right. April Fools. I have never once <laughs> read a plaque in this building. I need to start paying attention. <laughs> oh, that's good. You can learn a lot of things. Read yeah, those plaques. Yeah, but how about St. Pete becoming a city? 1892. Yeah. On February 29th. So how yeah. About that? And the Let's first see. baseball player to sign a 200,000 dollar deal. That? Hank Aaron, 1972. Really? Yes. That's but they awesome. didn't have to pay him on that day. They did not. Based on what you told <laughs> us earlier. Yeah. He's just like Scott. Scott yeah. signed his contract. Yeah, he gave him a free day, you know? And some of us are a little more generous than others. So I guess so. Well, That's, that was neat. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. That was kind of fun. All right. It was fun. What I are you going to do with those unpaid hours every year? Uh, vacation time? <laughs> yeah. I know this. There are no off days. Never. Thanks, BK. All right. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Buddy. Thanks to uh, the other Chris who's running the ones and twos in that control room that Brian keeps turning his back on us for. Uh, of course, if you'd like to catch our shows, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. And each and every week, the podcast will be automatically uploaded if you sign in and you uh, download the podcast. You'll have no it'll, choice. It'll you, just come it'll to you. It'll just come to you, yeah. And don't, please send us your ideas for our yeah. March uh, Bracket yeah. Challenge. Yes. Yeah, it's something... Uh, yeah, something that people are passionate about. Yeah, yeah something controver- you care about. Yeah. Your favorite uh, non-human mammal. I don't know. A cat or a dog. Like, like what's it. the best? Yeah, lemurs. Good leapers, too. All right, very good. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days.